0: It's time for another episode of I am Northwest Arkansas, the podcast covering the intersection of business, culture, entrepreneurship, and life in general here in the Ozarks. Whether you are considering a move to this area or trying to learn more about the place you call home, we've got something special for you. Without further ado, here's our fearless host, Randy Wilburn. Hey folks, and welcome back to a special edition of I am Northwest Arkansas. Yes, this is a regular episode, but you know, I originally had plans to share another episode today and then I got to thinking and reflecting and today of all days is Martin Luther King day. It's the the, the day that we celebrate his birth. He was born in 1929 january 15th 1929 but we typically celebrate here in the united states we celebrate his birthday on the third monday of january and that's what today is and so i thought i would do something a little different i originally um had an episode for you which i will share next week from a good friend of mine, Kenya Christian, who is a black artist here in Northwest Arkansas. She has an art gallery, outstanding woman, uh, just a wonderful person, wonderful human being, a wonderful artist. And uh, I can't wait to share more about what she's up to next week. But right now, I just I just felt compelled. You know, sometimes you wake up and you're like, "You know what? I have to say something. I have to do something." And today was one of those days. I've never really treated Martin Luther King's birthday as a regular day. And I guess, you know, that could be the, that could be said for a lot of African Americans that maybe you you grew up with a a picture of Jesus in your house and a picture of Martin Luther King, right? I mean, that's that's the standard uh, bearer of uh, pictures that we have in black homes, right? So for all my white friends, when you go into any of your black friends' houses, a lot of times you'll see a picture of Jesus and a picture of MLK. And uh, and, and again, I'm not saying every black home is like this, but I, I'm just saying that is the case sometimes. Uh, and, I, you know, it's funny, in my house, we didn't have a picture of Martin Luther King we did have a picture of jesus up and um that was uh cuz my parent my grandparents were intensely religious and um it was important to them uh as a just a gentle reminder that jesus was with us at all times so uh let the church say amen right so i and and i apologize if you're not a believer um you know i it's 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 fine uh there's no judgment there i'm just calling it based on what i saw growing up um I wanted to just reflect on the fact that, you know, I grew up in a household with a quote unquote civil rights leader and my grandfather, Mal Good, who you've heard me talk about him before on this podcast. He was the first black network news correspondent with ABC News back in 1962. He was also. Another one of his claim to fame,s as a civil rights leader because he covered the civil rights struggles in the South for the Pittsburgh Courier, which was a very which was and still is a very famous black newspaper based in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. But anyway, my grandfather in all of his travels in the South befriended a young pastor named Martin Luther King, and, and they were friends for a number of reasons. Um, one was because they were both. Alpha Brothers. Martin Luther King pledged Alpha Phi Alpha, which is a black fraternity. And my grandfather pledged Alpha Phi Alpha. My grandfather was many years older than Martin, but they were friends nonetheless. And my grandfather thought the world of Martin Luther King and every chance he could, he would connect with him. And he would always just tell me stories about what it was like. And even he even got a chance to cover Martin Luther King's funeral In Atlanta, Georgia, after he was killed in Memphis, and uh, he also got to cover the Poor People's March on Washington, which was an event that that Martin Luther King dreamed up and said he wanted to see come to pass. And so there was a Poor People's March from Mississippi, from Alabama and other places all the way up to to the nation's capital, to the steps of the Washington Monument or the Lincoln Monument. And um, the Poor People's March, it was a big deal and it was covered and it was one of Martin Luther King's dreams to see that come to pass, to see that that people that were struggling with poverty, that were struggling with just just a rough life would see some type of improvement. And um, that's just the kind of person that Martin Luther King was. And, you know, I just reflected today and I was thinking about it and I I had to go. um, I went to Alexa and I said, hey, play. The uh, Martin Luther King, I have a dream speech and Alexa obliged me. And that's just the the beauty of technology nowadays. And you can pretty much ask Alexa to play any speech that is uh, audio based. And um, if you correctly ask her, she will probably oblige you and, and play that speech for you. So I had a chance to sit down on my couch and listen to that. And I was as I was reflecting, I said, man, you know, I want to do something a little different, and I know this podcast is about the intersection of business, culture, entrepreneurship, and life here in the Ozarks, but I I can never not be who I am. As an African-American, again, I created this podcast because I wanted more people to know how great of an area Northwest Arkansas is. But I'm also not going to apologize that I wanted to encourage more diversity to this area. I wanted more people of color to move here to Northwest Arkansas. I think it's a great place and we need it. We need diversity here in this area as some of the companies that we sit in the shadows of Walmart and J.B. Hunt and Tyson and all these companies, they need more people. Right. In order for them to be successful, they need great workers uh, of all hues. And so I, I, that's one of the reasons why I created this podcast is because I wanted to encourage more people that look like me, more people that look like my wife to come here to Northwest Arkansas. But again, this podcast is for everybody, but I still can't change the fact that I'm an African American, that I'm a black man in America. And that is who I am. I will never change that, but I love everybody. And I think it's important for me to a, a, to that own self be true But I also think it's I think it's important that we need to be transparent with each other. I think that's one of the challenges that we're facing in this country right now is that we don't we aren't transparent. We don't share when we're hurting. We don't share when we feel we're feeling great. We just assume that everybody's okay And, you know, don't ask, don't tell. And that's really not the way to live. And I mean, I I think about it every day and I try not to watch the news anymore because, I'm so jaded by what I'm seeing. I'm so discouraged by politicians. I'm so discouraged on so many levels by some of the things that we are witnessing on a regular basis, both at our nation's capital as well as in, in our own state. And uh, but we still have a ways to go. And I think, it, you know, love does conquer all things. And I think if we can really learn to continue to love each other and care about each other And ask the tough questions and look into each other's eyes. I think we can make it through this. It doesn't always look hopeful, but I'm hopeful. And my encouragement to any of you guys listening to this, if you haven't already shut it off, is to remain hopeful. We've got to fight the good fight. Evil can never triumph over good. Just remember that. Evil can never triumph over good. And what fellowship hath dark with light? Right. And so think of it that way. And again, I'm not preaching to you. I'm just sharing with you some of my thoughts today of all days. This is Martin Luther King Day um, today as I'm recording this. It's the 17th of January. But uh, I just want to share that with you. And I wanted to encourage you that, you know, we, we can. We can continue to grow as people, as individuals, as a country. Yeah, we've got challenges in front of us. Yes, the pandemic is in front of us. There's so many things that we are struggling with. But you know what? We were never guaranteed a clean slate, meaning that things were always going to be hunky-dory and great every single day. It doesn't work like that. I always tell my kids simply that, you know, some days you're going to feel good and some days you're going to feel bad. And then some days you're going to be, eh, whatever, whatever. So, you know, I just want to, you know, remind everybody that, you know, we are going to have challenges with us throughout our lives. And, you know, I, I, this morning I was thinking about the pandemic and I'm like, I'm so sick and tired of this. I'm sick and tired of wearing a mask, but, you know, I know that we'll look back one day in 10 or 15 or even 20 years, or maybe on my deathbed and I'll reflect on my life and the pandemic will just be, but a blip on the radar screen. And I think we need to remember that. And I think perspective is everything when it comes to the challenges that we face. And so I think Martin Luther King totally understood this, understood perspective. He understood the fact that, you know, for some it's it's a long game and for others, it's a short game. But even still, you've got to live your best life now. There is no waiting for tomorrow or waiting for this perfect time and place when you have a certain amount of money in the bank or a certain number of emotional deposits in your heart from people telling you that they love you. Listen, I love you. Okay. If nobody's told you that they love you, I love you. I don't know you, but I love you. So if you're listening to this and you've taken time out of your day to listen to it, I love you. That's all. That's all you need to hear. Just know that somebody out there does love you. Uh, And care about you and, you know, keep moving, keep, keep it moving forward, because that's because that's what we really need to do. And I think that's what Martin Luther King would want us to do. And, you know, as I sit back and reflect on Martin Luther King's I have a dream speech, I'm, I'm reminded of this one section that he talked about. And he talked about making justice a reality for all of God's children. I'm just going to share this one brief section from the I Have a Dream speech. And I have one more thing to share with you and then I'll let you go. But like I said, this is a different episode than normal. And we're going to just get right, get started in this I Have a Dream speech. And this was delivered in August of 1963 on in Washington, D.C., On the steps of the Lincoln Memorial, Martin Luther King was there and actually was looking over the reflecting pool was where it was where everyone was assembled. And my grandfather was there to witness that history. And my mother wanted to go, but he wouldn't let her go. And so I don't know, whatever. She always was complaining about that, that she could have been there, but she wasn't there. And she had just I think she had just graduated from high school at the time. So anyway, I want to share this section of the I Have a Dream speech. There's so much to it. And most of you know the speech because it it ends with simply the fact that free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty, we are free at last. But this is the early part of the speech. And and it builds into this crescendo of ideas and of thoughts. But I love this uh, section right at the beginning because he's calling America into account. And it goes like this. In a sense, we've come to our nation's capital to cash a check. When the architects of our republic wrote the magnificent words of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence, they were signing a promissory note to which every American was to fall heir. This note was a promise that all men, yes, black men, as well as white men, would be guaranteed the unalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It is obvious today that America has defaulted on this promissory note, insofar as her citizens of color are concerned. Instead of honoring this sacred obligation, America has given the Negro people a bad check, a check which has come back marked insufficient funds. But we refuse to believe that the Bank of Justice is bankrupt. We refuse to believe that there are insufficient funds in the great vaults of opportunity of this nation. And so... We've come to cash this check, a check that will give us, upon demand, the riches of freedom and the security of justice. We have also come to this hallowed spot to remind America of the fierce urgency of now. This is no time to engage in the luxury of cooling off or to take the tranquilizing drug of gradualism. Now is the time to make real the promises of democracy. Now is the time to rise from the dark and desolate valley of segregation to the sunlit path of racial justice. Now is the time to lift our nation from the quicksands of racial injustice to the solid rock of brotherhood. Now is the time to make justice a reality for all of God's children. Wow. um Man, I don't really have words when I listen to it, when I go over it and read it. And I would encourage you, I'll put a link in the show notes to the I Have a Dream speech, but you can, of course, Google it. You can listen to it. You can ask Siri, I think, to even play the I Have a Dream speech and she will oblige you. So you've got all kinds of options there. I want to share with you the last thing. And this is this is amazing. When I read this, I, I, I've listened to this whole sermon over and over again. This is a sermon that he delivered the night before he died. So this sermon was delivered on April 3rd, 1968. And of course, we all know he was shot down at the Lorraine Motel on April 4th, 1968. And of course, when I start to read it, it will be recognizable to a lot of you. But that whole sermon, I encourage you to go back. It runs about 47, 48 minutes. It's a, it's an amazing sermon. I mean, he even reads a letter from a little schoolgirl that sent him a letter that had sent him a letter recently before he did, did that sermon. But you have to think of the state of mind that Martin Luther King was in where he knew that his death was imminent. I mean, it was just... You know, it's just like you sometimes know these things, even though you don't want to know. Right. I I wouldn't want to know that. I wouldn't want to know that I'm going to go outside and I'm going to get um, run over by a car or I'm going to be in an accident or something like that. And I'm going to die. I don't want to know that. But he knew he knew several of his the people that were with him, you know, said that, you know, Martin never it never phased him from the simple fact that he just felt like he was doing what he had to do. And if his death was a requirement of that, so be it. So I just want to share with you this last section from his sermon the night before he passed away. He goes he goes on to say, well, I don't know what will happen now. We've got some difficult days ahead, but it really doesn't matter with me now because I've been to the mountaintop and I don't mind. Like anybody, I would like to live a long life. Longevity has its place. But I'm not concerned about that now. I just want to do God's will. And He's allowed me to go up to the mountain. And I've looked over and I've seen the promised land. I may not get there with you, but I want you to know tonight that we as a people will get to the promised land. And so I'm happy tonight. I'm not worried about anything, I'm not fearing any man mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. And I don't know about you, but I get goosebumps whenever I read that and whenever I hear it and um, just his inflection, when he says, I'm not fearing any man, Martin Luther King was bigger than life. And, you know, as a historian, I've loved being able to study him as a person. I'm even more excited by the fact that I've had some connection to him, that I had family members that knew him and respected him and, and, and worked with him and marched with him. And so, you know, I just wanted to say thank you to Martin Luther King Jr. for the sacrifices that he made for all of us, black, white, red, brown, yellow. I mean, he made sacrifices for all of us because he pricked the conscience of America. He pricked the conscience of white people. He pricked the conscience of black people. He pricked the conscience of Asians, of Latinos. He pricked everyone's conscience to wake up and recognize that we have to operate at a higher level, that this country whose foundation, whose very foundation was based on freedom, had to, had to be accountable to that. And we're still fighting that fight so many years later, which is crazy when you think about it. But I believe that we're going to get there. Even for all of our faults and failures and challenges, we are going to get there. And I am encouraged every day that I come in contact with different people from this community here in Northwest Arkansas who remind me of the goodness of man. And when I say man, I'm say man man and woman so you know that's just the way that i'm looking at it but i just i really want to encourage you today as you reflect on martin luther king or maybe you're listening to this later on and you're like what what's randy talking about i'm trying to learn about the latest restaurant in northwest arkansas or the next thing to do or you know the, the cool business that just started here yeah we'll get back to our regularly scheduled programming But I just wanted to stop today to get you to think about this and to get you to think about what you're doing, why you're doing it and for whom you're doing it. And uh, make sure that, as I always like to say in the great words of Shakespeare, to thine own self, be true. You got to be true to yourself. And, and, And I think in being true to yourself, there is some aspect of being true to your fellow man, being transparent with them, loving up on them calling them to the carpet when necessary, but in a lovingly unjudgmental way. Yeah, that's what I wanted to share today. I know it's different. I know it might be weird for some of you. I ho- I hope you don't abandon me just because of this episode. If you do, hey, I guess I was never meant to have you in the first place. But if you don't, then just know from the bottom of my heart that I appreciate you and that we will continue to fight the good fight, that we will continue... All of the good work that Martin Luther King has done for all people, not just blacks, but whites, Asians, Latinos, you name it, all people. So this is Randy Wilburn. I am the host of the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast, and I am signing off. And um, I will see you next week with another episode. But for now, sit back and reflect peace and love.